My name is Steve Mahone, and in early 2020, I weighed 400 pounds. Feeling stuck, helpless, and outright depressed, I decided it was time to make a change. This is my journey to get healthy and reclaim my life. This is the before picture. And we're alive. Welcome. Hi. How are we doing today? Doing well. This is the before picture. My name is Steve Mahone, and I am sitting here today with one of my very good friends. Uh, you know him, you love him, affectionately known as Captain Chunky if you're on the internet, but I'm sitting here with Craig Webb. Craig, I've never Craig? called you Craig before. No, it's very weird to hear you call me Craig. And it, um, when, before we went live, I called you Steve, and it was very weird on my end to call you Steve. I didn't like it. Please don't do it again. I'm just going to call you. So it's very ironic um, that your name, your gamer handle. So the story is um, in this day and age with the Internet being so prevalent and gaming being prevalent and everybody being able to connect to anybody in the world at any given time, which is how Chunky and I are talking now. You can meet people when you play games or uh, do whatever it is. You go to webinars and all that. and You interact with people you've never actually met in person. But sometimes when you are doing gaming, uh, you have online handles. So you have uh, names that you call people that are not their actual names. So I know Mr. Webb as Chunky. And I know Mr. Steve as Sleepo. Yes, I, I have been Sleepo and I have been called Sleepo ever since I was about 18 years old. So uh, hearing him call me Steve, very weird. I don't want to call him Craig anymore and I won't. So I uh, just know that if I call him Chunky, that's not because of his size, stature, or anything like that. It's just because that's what he started calling himself when he was 12 years old and stuck with it ever since. Yeah, we're going on, I think, 19 years. I've 19 been, years. 19 years of being Chunky. Chunky, Captain Chunky, you know, a variation of it. So how did you give yourself the name Chunky? Is it just because this is a uh, focused health and wellness and total body transformation, mind transformation, emotional, self-love, all that sort of stuff podcast? Why did you start calling yourself Chunky? Well, I'm horrible at creating names, pets, anything, naming stuff. I'm horrible. I was sitting at my desk one day and first game I ever played that required username was Call of Duty way back when. Like the original and, Call of Duty? Yeah, like original Call of Duty. This is back in early 2000. It was really so not even like modern warfare. No, so no. You mean like Call of Duty, Call of Duty. Call of Duty, Call of Duty that no one ever talks about because it was just PC, not console based. Yeah, I, I think I played Call of Duty 2, the one in like the snow, the snowlands. Yes. Maybe it was Russia. I don't know. I can't remember, but I, I played yeah. that one. But so I needed a username for it. And I was like, man, I, I don't know what to do. So I actually had a package of Pepperidge Form chunky chocolate chip cookies sitting next to me i know I exactly them. the cookies <laughs> i had that sit next to me so i'm like okay chunky all right that works i'm like okay it can't just be chunky what what can i go with that i'm like okay this is a military type game and my favorite <laughs> rank in the military is captain at the time my favorite rank was captain for some reason okay. don't know why it was just captain so i was like captain chunky that works and it has just stuck ever since. Why was your favorite rank captain? No idea. I just like the rank captain, I guess, because my first name starts with a C. Captain starts with a C. And so I was just kind of like, hey, look, Craig, captain. It's close. This, this is an amazing journey you've just taken me on. I'm already very impressed. I've known you for, I don't know when I actually first met you, because Chunky is a part of an uh, so I don't refer to them as my online gaming friends, but if I'm trying to differentiate groups of people that I know in my life, I have my high school friends, I have my college friends, I have my work friends, then I have a group of online gaming friends who 
you listen to South of Classy with the D&D updates, this is a, a part of those people. So I've known Chunky ever since um, I started playing games with Alex, who his interview has already uh, first has aired. Um, he introduced me to all of them, basically, because how did y'all all meet? So, you know, Alex and Alex was on the on the cast. Yeah. Um, so me and Biff and Bob, whose real name is Riley, we were actually playing Call of Duty together with a guy named Crucial. Don't know his real name, but that was his gamer tag. His name, gamer tag was Crucial. Me and Biff played with him for a while. And then we had our other friend, Ariakis, come in the mix. And we played like that for a while. Then actually, we were still playing with Crucial. And he got us to start playing EverQuest 2. <laughs> okay. Well, you've <laughs> lost me a little bit, but I think I get the gist. Okay, so, so you started playing games with other people. Yeah. So we brought Ari with us also to EverQuest. That didn't last long. He didn't like it. But it was me, Riley, and this guy named Crucial playing EverQuest. Well, this guy named Crucial just poop disappeared one day. Never saw him again. Don't know what happened to him. Don't even know if he's still alive. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't. Not crucial. He, he was my favorite. He lived in Florida. An alligator might have ate him. Oh, I don't know. It's true. Um, but so we started <laughs> playing the EverQuest, and we really enjoyed that game. But we needed more people to play with, or we weren't going to play anymore. So we draw. We joined what's called a guild, which is a big group of people. And in that guild was Alex. And Omic, Kyla, Kyle, legit, yeah, yeah. whatever you want to call him, we were in. That was all one person, by the way. <laughs> yeah, he Those has five many names. names. He just he rotates. He has many names, and it's very confusing if you don't know him. Um, so they were in that guild, and that is how we became friends. We started raiding with them, and they were part of the raid group of that guild. So that's how we became friends with Alex and company, and that is how, in turn, I ended up meeting you was through Alex after we got done with EverQuest. We moved on to all kind of other games. And since then, we just kind of stayed together. And I, and I think it's been like 12 years, 10 to 12 years, something like that, that I've been friends with most of y'all. Mm -hmm. um, Riley, I've been friends with for probably 16 years, something like that. Yeah, that, I mean, it's really cool that you can do that nowadays. Like when you can <clears throat> just literally connect with somebody, because if somebody's of the older generation, right? Like just objectively, if you're just a bit older and you didn't grow up with video games and you're younger than I am. So even now for me, I'm like the old, old one of the oldest person, oldest, one of the oldest people in this online gaming group. And the fact that you met Riley when you were like 12 or 13 or something like that. And when you were online gaming, I'm like, man, when I was 12 and 13, I was playing like the Super Nintendo. There was no internet that I was getting on. There was AOL, we, we, we had a stack of those like 900 free minutes from AOL. I don't know if you yes. remember those, but oh, I, I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> and so we had the stack of those CDs. And if you had to get on the internet, you had to ask your parents and they had to avoid using the phone from like 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. When, when you were allowed to be on. And then it oh, was just through AOL and you had to know that the, to type in the keys of which website you wanted to go to. And even then, websites weren't very prevalent. No, no, I think Call of Duty was the first major online gaming game, at least that I know of. I think Counter-Strike came a little bit before it. But it was Unreal, I mean, probably. Uh, I didn't maybe really Unreal. Get, maybe. I, I didn't really uh, get into the, I didn't get into those. I just got into Call of Duty. 
because uh, actually I had it's very funny and ironic. I had some local friends because I've never met any of y'all. I've seen y'all on webcam. We've talked. We know more about each other than probably our significant others do. <laughs> we definitely know different stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I had regular friends that were playing online video games. And I it's funny because I would always be like, oh, man, look, those nerds playing you know video games. They're, they're not going outside and play this, that and other stuff. And here I am, you know, 15, 16 years later and all and most of my good friends are all online based and I've never met a single one of them. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 cool. Uh, it's different, but it's cool because you can really have like a, a, an actual relationship with these people because you talk to them a lot. And when you are online, you're mo- you are mostly talking as opposed to somebody you can meet in person, sit with them in the room for two hours and maybe say five words if you're just watching a movie. I mean, it's a different kind of bonding because literally you and I have to talk to communicate. And then we can't we don't just log on to a chat room and just sit in the chat room. You know, it's, no. you're usually if you're in the chat room or the discord channel or the zoom call or whatever we're using at the time, team speak was big when I mm-hmm. first started playing. So I remember getting on team speak, uh, but you have to be able to actual talk and communicate and everything and, you know, give each other instructions in the game and all that. So it's a different type of relationship and it's neat. It's neat for me. <laughs> it, it really is. And, you know, I've, I've made a lot of friends doing it and I really enjoy it. Cause uh, a lot of people have been there through my highs and my lows. Like I remember when my, uh, my grandpa passed away and uh, when my grandma passed away, both of them, Biff uh, Riley was there. Um, I think Zexy, uh, Alex and Kyla were all there too. Whenever all that happened. So, you know, it's like major milestones in my life. First, some of the first people I told I was having a child was y'all. Yeah. So, nice. Online relationships equals real relationships. <laughs> and that uh, it's cool because, uh, you know, online dating has become much more of a thing, especially during the pandemic. But even before that, just because being online has become much more of a part of society, um, it, it's gradually kind of shifting towards this being more socially acceptable and like saying, oh, uh, you know, I have a D&D night or something like that, which is still kind of nerdy, but I, I enjoy it. Oh, yeah. But so you, I, you get online with your friends and you communicate and you laugh and everything. And you have a good night and like you look forward to it. Yeah. Like last night we had a, what we've kind of crowned Fridays to be is a board game night. We do all the board games, but they're online. So they're online based board games. And yesterday you could tell you can ask Ashley. That's my girlfriend. And I'm just like, I told her, I said, look, got to go to the store. Got to get something to drink. We got game night tonight. You know, the kids got to be in bed early. And I was excited all day yesterday for board game night with the guys online. Yeah. It was, it's that kind of break that you need from reality almost. Because you're going through your day and you're stressed out. Like yesterday um, for Louisiana, it's very cold down here right now. Where <laughs> Yeah, Chunky's in Louisiana, by the way. We're in the below 32 range right now and most of the houses around here are lifted off the ground so pipes are exposed they bust real easy so i spent all day in the cold freezing my face and my hands wrapping the bottom of the house with insulation so the wind can't get to them and it can try to stay a little bit warmer oh well so i've been stressed out you know about the pipes and but for those few hours we played games last night it was a nice break mentally physically and everything just to sit there and play some games with a bunch of friends. Yeah. No, that's, it's super cool. And it's definitely a different way to live. And it's definitely how the world is kind of going now, but um, 
And just in terms of overall, like the transformations that somebody goes through of their own um, physical health or emotional health, or just how they interact with people and their relationships, it's definitely indicative of an of an evolving society and people being able to uh, roll with the punches and get with the times, I guess. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Like I said, it, it, I find it very important just to have those people there for me because y'all been there through a lot with me yeah. and, you know, same me with y'all and everything else. Yeah, it, it, it's also different because there's not as much of a filter, I think, when you're with your online for online. I'm saying that in quotes like you guys can't see my air quotes. Chunky uh, can, but <laughs> because we're on Zoom call, but, uh, you know, you can tell people like the the real truth. Like, you know how people may sometimes spill too much online on their social media and be like something bad happened, send prayers. I don't want to talk about it. But on these like online friends, you can actually sit down and say, hey, this is what's going on. And people, will, you know, they'll support you. So it's they're really real relationships. Oh, yeah. That's like I just told Sleepo before this started, you know, he'd asked me, is there any topics that you don't want to talk about? And I said, no, man, with you, it is open book. You know that I don't care. And he said, well, it's not just me. It's everybody listening to this podcast. And I said, yeah, but the difference is, is it's online. I don't really mind. I will spill my guts out. I don't mind because it's online. <laughs> I don't have to see the people. Yeah, I see Sleepo right now, but I see him enough on webcams. I've known him long enough. I don't mind. As far as everyone else listening, might not know some of y'all. Does yeah. not bother me, though, because it's online. And, you know, I think you just get more out of the online because a lot of times you don't see the other person on the other end that you're talking to. Anonymity definitely gives you a sometimes a false sense of security, but definitely it's a security blanket. Like people will say things online that they would never utter to somebody's face. Yeah. And I've seen that in my line of work. I've seen that a lot, but. Yeah. So actually this is one of the main things I wanted to talk about. Um, mm -hmm. So when I was talking to Chunky about what um, he wanted to, to discuss on the cast today, um, he had um, some, not health issues, but it's just like it, he's, he's reached a point in his life where, you know, he has a couple kids, he has a girl, he has a life, he has a job. And um, there's a point where he, you know, you go to the doctor and you just want to give yourself a checkup and it was, it didn't go too well. So I want that to dovetail into your actual profession, which is you're a police officer. And mm -hmm. a lot of the times you are sitting in the car and it's extremely sedentary with moments of extreme exertion. Oh yeah. So, if you could I mean, just give me a rundown of that. Like, I, I don't actually know the full story. So if you could just go for it. Well, I'll, I'll kind of start with the um, just being the cop and the sitting there and exertion and sitting there. There's some nights, like, um, in fact, Thursday night I worked. And uh, I was sitting in the car for so long, I realized, man, I've been sitting down for six hours straight, just driving around, just, you know, patrolling everything. And I realized, okay, I got to get the blood flowing in the legs. I got to get out the car. I got to move around because just sitting there is not good for you. But then there's other nights where, I mean, we're just ripping and rolling and I maybe spend two hours in the car out of 12. And the rest of the time I'm running after people, chasing people, <laughs> running around after my guys because I'm a supervisor. So I'm running after my guys, make sure they're doing the right thing. You know, I'm going here, there, everywhere on foot and everything. So it's, it's real vast differences. But a lot of the time it's just sitting in that car and that's not healthy. And that's where I gained a lot of my weight was just sitting in that car. 
So Let's when you it. came into to your job, were you like relatively in shape or, or how did, when did you become a cop and like, all right, what I'm was your back, physical? I, I'm going to back it way up to when, okay. I, uh, to <laughs> back tiny, it up, junk. back it up to tiny chunky. So or, when I was a kid, I was no bigger than a light pole. I was skinny. I could, you could take my shirt off and I didn't have to suck into nothing and you can count all my ribs. That's how small I was, uh -huh. but I ate and I ate and I ate and no matter how much I ate, I just could not pack the pounds on. But what are we care. talking about? Like 12 years old, 13 oh, years old? Or? We're talking, you know, all the way from like, we'll say like seven years old, all the way to high school. We're talking probably 17, 18 years old. Oh, wow. I could, I, you could still about 18. You could still count somewhere. Now I was on the football team. So I had a lot more muscle mass at that point in time, but still I was, you're still like a buck 40, something like yeah, that. Yeah. I, I had no weight to me now, you know, get out of high school, got a normal job in retail and everything. And that's when started kind of putting the weight on, but it was good weight because I was already really too skinny. And I think I got up to like maybe 170, 180, which for my height, that's about the perfect weight I needed to be. Mm -hmm. And after I did that job for two years, I got into law enforcement, still weighing about 180. And um, man, I still, I was eating and eating and eating. In a 12 hour shift when we were working nights, I would probably eat four times and now i'm not talking like grazing or snacks here and there or healthy <laughs> food about full meals i'm talking i went to i would go to burger king and get a 20 piece nugget with a whopper and a large fry and a large coke and i would devour that in one sitting and then maybe four hours later i'm like hmm, i'm hungry again let me go to mcdonald's this time and go get something over there well you need variety in your diet chunk yeah. <laughs> and then we, we have a, I kind of laughed at um, the first interview you did with Jamie because she was talking about how she would eat gas station food. And I, I laughed because that's all I would eat mm -hmm. is gas station. That's food. That's actually when she said that I did think of you because that my immediate because you've talked to me about gas station food before. <laughs> and the, how, what were they? The freaking breakfast pizzas or something the breakfast like that. pizzas yes man That's, that was the first thing i i imagined when she said the the gas station food i imagined that uh like the 12 hour hot dog on the rollers that have, yeah. have since shriveled and the breakfast pizza you talked about one time oh yeah so like i it got so bad that they're actually in the burgers still there they named um a burger after me they did not it's not named like the Chunky Burger or the Craig Burger or the Officer Burger. It's actually called the Belly Buster. Is <laughs> what it's called. Officer Belly Buster. And okay. they, this used to not be on the menu. But what I would always get is I would always get two quarter pound patties, bacon, American, Swiss, and I think provolone cheese mm -hmm. on the hamburger. Now, this is from a gas station, mind you, and a large order of fries. Now on their menu to this day, you can yep. look on the menu and see Belly Buster and it comes with everything I listed and it comes plain. It doesn't come with lettuce, tomato, mayo, anything like that because I don't like any of that. I would just always get my burger plain. So the burger is literally basically my doing. It's not <laughs> named after me, but the staff there when it was created told me, you know, this burger is created because of you. But so I've been eating like I was eating like that. And I, at this time, I was 21, 22, somewhere in that range. And the guys I work with, I was the youngest one at my department. 
by far, by a long shot. The next closest guy was like 12 or 13 years older than me. So I'm working with a bunch of people in their 60s, 50s, and some in their 40s, and like one or two in their 30s. And everyone's telling me, look, look, Craig, you, you, you got to stop, man. It's going to catch up with you. No, nah, I've been skinny my whole life. You can't tell me nothing. I don't know. I got good metabolism. I don't have to worry about anything I got to eat. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to do this just fine. So I just keep doing that. Keep doing that. They keep telling me and I keep brushing them off. Well, my job started a, a health fair where they would have this company come in. They would check our BMI. They would check our weight, our blood pressure. Um, and they would do a, a blood sample for a blood test. Now, my blood pressure at this point in my life, perfect. 120 over 80 yeah. all day long. You know, even when I, you know, when you would think something would raise my blood pressure, 120 over 80, it never moved. It was, you know, the ideal number. Sure. What, how old were you at this point? Uh, this when you were was, 21 or is this a little later? This a little later. I'm probably about 24 at this point in time. 24, 25. How old somewhere? are you now exactly? Uh, I'll be 32 this year. Okay. Okay. So this is about eight years ago. So, you know, get that first blood draw in. And um, my girlfriend at the time, kind of ironically, was also in the medical type field, same as my one now. And the blood results come in and uh, I'm looking at them and they don't make sense to me at all. They're just numbers on a paper. And you know what? I'm picture of health. I'm young. You know, you can't, you can't tell me nothing, basically. So I get a call from the company because they do consults with you after you get a the paperwork and they're like, you know, Mr. Webb, your, your um, triglycerides and your cholesterol and everything is horrible. My, oh, no. <laughs> my, That's not the best thing you want to hear. My, uh, my bad cholesterol was through the roof and my good cholesterol was way too low. So I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. It'll be fine. You know, I don't even know if I fasted before I did that blood draw because, you know, I was basically young and dumb and thought I was bulletproof. And so I showed my girlfriend at the time the paperwork and she's looking at the numbers and she's like, Craig, that's something serious. You need to get this seen about. No, I'll be fine. Now, do this for a couple more years. Same blood test, same company, same results, same me just saying, nope, don't care. I don't worry about it. If I, I'll deal with, I started to get to the point where I was just kind of like, you know what? I'll deal with it when I get older. I'm enjoying life right now. You can't tell me otherwise. Well, probably about two years ago, three years ago. See, my daughter's going to be four this year. She's three, three or four years ago. Got a blood test from the same company. And, you know, I was talking to uh, one of my older coworkers and, um, he was complaining about his cholesterol and how his doctor said he might die because it's really high. So I'm like, so I've at this point in my life, I've actually, and it was a bad thing I did. I took pride in that high number I had. I was, <laughs> I was, I was just like, you know what? I'm good at something and it's this damn cholesterol. And it's, you know, I have the best, I have the highest number out of everyone. I don't care. It's the kind of mentality I had. And so he's like, man, it's so high. I was like, you can't be no higher than me. Oh, no, man, this is really high. My doctor told me I'm about to die, this, that, and the other. I said, well, what is it? I think he told me it was like 200. It's supposed to be, you know, like 80, say like 80 or something like that. He told me like 200. 
I was like, oh, that's nothing. He said, nothing. You know, he's freaking out at me. What do you mean nothing? That's high. I said, dude, mine's 1,200 right now. <laughs> that's my triglycerides. At, the, at that point in time, it was 1,200. I remember mine being 1,200. I don't know enough about this, but. That, that's, it's really high. It, like, so I think, you should be dead right now. Yeah, it should be. I think it's the number's 85. I could be 100% wrong. There'll be a health professional that will tell me I'm wrong. And I know, and I will admit it. I'm you just going to ask your girlfriend. He's like, yeah, you know, you fucked that interview up. <laughs> they, yeah. they think you're walking. You're just a piece of like walking. I, I, you artery know, clog. We, we talked about this. I am not a health professional. I, I am, nope, nope. Me either, man. I'm just trying at this point. I'm just trying to live better. So I, you know, he tells me that and I'm like, it was at this point I had my first, like, Oh, maybe I should do something about it moment. Maybe I should stop being proud of this high number. So I took those blood results, brought them to my doctor. She looked at him and she about passed out on the floor. She said, nope, this has got to be wrong. This company must have messed something, messed something up. We're going to do your blood, some more blood work right now in-house. Did you fast today? It was early in the morning. So I was like, yeah, I haven't eaten breakfast. I'm, all I think I had was water so far. So she's like, okay, perfect. Go in the back. We're going to do it. Couple a uh, couple minutes later, 20 minutes later, something like that. She comes in and she just looks at me and she's like, she's kind of silent looking at my paper. She's like, Craig, we got a problem. And I'm like, what? She said, this cholesterol, that those numbers weren't wrong. Uh, in fact, they're higher right now that I did the test than that company. So I'm like, oh boy. All right. And uh, so she put me on some cholesterol medicine and I'm thinking, okay. You know, I, I, I got to do this, get right and everything. So put me in the cholesterol medicine. But at the time, now at this point in time at my job, we've changed. Uh, I work for the sheriff's office, so we've changed sheriffs. We have a new sheriff come to town and everything. Mm -hmm. And he's brought in a lot of people from his old department because he used to work for the city police department. He's brought in a lot of young people, a lot of young, fit people. So at this point, like I said, I think I'm about 27, 28 at this point, maybe. Let's see. We'll make are, are you sitting in the Burger King drive through with one of them? And you're just like, this is how we do it around here, Rook. Yeah, actually, yeah. There was a lot of them. I'm like, yeah, this is how we do it around here. This is the old school. This, that was before I went to the doctor and got the okay. cholesterol medicine. Like, you know, you know, you got to be at the sheriff's office. You got to be fat and happy and lazy, basically, yeah, you, kind, of, kind, of, kind of mindset. You're on your second pack of the day drinking a milkshake in the Burger King drive-thru. Yeah. And so I'm looking at this dude. He's like 21, 22 you know, probably has like 2% body fat in him. He's ripped, got muscles everywhere. And that was just kind of the, the synopsis for everyone that, that came over with the sheriff and then everyone he hired after, at that point. He, he didn't have enough staff because a lot of people retired when he took over because we had a lot of old people working, a lot of old, old people working before him. So they, a lot of them retired. So he hires, I mean, a lot of young fit people, a lot of young fit people. And I went from being the youngest on at my department overnight to being one of the oldest, but just like that. Nothing changed besides the staff. And I, all of a sudden now I'm one of the oldest ones there. And at the time, I think I might've been 27. I think I was, this is around 27, 28. 
And oh, so I'm One of just the like, elders at 27. Yeah, it, it was really weird. Now there's a few guys older than me still at the department and stuff, but I'm till still to this day, we just keep hiring people that are about 21, 22 years old. And I, I just keep getting firmly placed further and further in the older old category. So I got all these young fit people, and I'm kind of like, I go to the doctor, get the cholesterol, realize my health is horrible. Or start finally starting to realize it. So I'm like, okay, I need to make a change. I need to do something. You know, at this point in time, I've been single for a few years in my life. Can't really get any lady friends or anything. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I need to do something to be more appeasing to the ladies. Uh-huh. So I'm like, okay, all these big um, yoked up dudes that I work with, you know, what? I'm gonna start going to the gym with them. So I start taking the supplements to to gain muscle uh, and everything. I wasn't focusing on the healthy aspect of it, though. I wasn't focusing on the losing the weight part. In my mind, I was thinking, oh, yeah, I'm going to lose this weight. I did start eating healthy at home. You know, I I grilled chicken, meal prepping, portions. I started doing all that. But I wasn't doing it right. At the gym, I was hitting the weights really hard. I was going two times a day to the gym, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't trying to lose weight. I was trying to gain muscle because I wanted to be like them. So at that point in time, I think I weighed about 211 pounds. Okay. And that weight for those six months, I went to the gym. My weight stayed at 211 pounds. It might fluctuate a pound up or pound down, but the average was 211 pounds. I so- did not move from that. So even though you were doing your meal prep and your grilled chicken and all that sort of stuff, were you just eating a lot to gain muscle? Like what was the mindset there? Yeah, I was eating a lot. I was eating seven times a day at that point or six times a day. But, you know, I would eat two breakfasts. In the morning, I would have a protein shake with oatmeal and uh, maybe some blueberries or strawberries or something mixed in it. Then probably about two or three hours after that, I would have my actual breakfast, which was like egg whites, um, some other type of vegetable with it, maybe a fruit. And then I would have like a snack before lunch that would either be yogurt or like apple slices or another, just depending on the day or what I ate earlier in the morning, might be a fruit. Then I would have a lunch and that was usually chicken breast always chicken breast and broccoli, sometimes asparagus, sometimes green beans. But I ate so much chicken breast that I got tired of chicken for a while. And then I would have another snack before I would go home. And then I would eat again for supper. And then sometimes I would have a snack before bedtime, basically. So but they were all, did you at least healthy. get stronger? Oh, God, yes. I got stronger. And a lot of the guys told me, like, dude, we can see the definition in your muscles now. Like I was starting to get built and, you know, I was happy with that. But what I wasn't happy with was my weight. And what I didn't at the time, what I wasn't comprehending was that I was losing the fat, but I was gaining the weight in the muscle mass. And, and you I, just I, didn't kind of, it just didn't click for you. It didn't dawn on me. It didn't click. So I'm getting, you know, I'm, I'm happy that I'm doing this, but deep down, I'm like, I'm really doing it for the weight and the weight's not moving. Now, I'm a sidebar real quick. It still deals with this, but it's a funny story, and a lot of the guys would tell you this. My commitment to stuff sucks. I have commitment (laughs) issues. So we would go to the gym 
usually as a group of guys when we'd get off of work. So we work 12 hour shift. We'd all meet at the office. We change at the office. Then we take all our units to the local anytime fitness and we'd go work out for two hours, an hour, just depending on our, on our availability to schedule. Now, when we changed, there's only a couple bathrooms to change in. There was about six of us doing this. So there'd be some days I'd literally bring my bag inside the building and I just had the don't wants. I don't want to go to the gym today, but they're on me. Hey, Craig, we got to go to the gym. We got to go to the gym. You're coming today. Like they're being the good support that I needed that I'm going to the gym. And, and so I'm like, yeah, yeah, guys, I'm going, don't you worry about it. But deep down, I'm like, Craig, you ain't going to no gym today. You going home and you're going to bed. You've had a long shift. Go treat yourself to some sleep. <laughs> so I'll be like, all right, guys. As important go- as sleep is, you have to treat yourself to sleep. I, I love sleep. That is my favorite thing to do. Um, but I'd be like, all right, guys, you know, y'all go change. When y'all are done, I'll go change. And mind you, I have my bag. I've already took my duty belt off. It's sitting in the car and, you know, I'm I'm ready to go change. And I'm sitting there. As soon as they had all hit the bathroom and closed the doors, I turn around with my bag. I get in my car and I shag all the way to my house. And I get a phone call. Hey, man, where'd you go? Oh, you know, I just wasn't feeling good. I'm tired. I'm going. So they will tell you that um, I, I just kind of will sneak. I'm very sneaky. And I will just sneak out on you when it comes to gym time. <laughs> I've done that before where I've, I've never ditched somebody who was already at the gym. That's, that's a unique circumstance. I think just to you, which is incredibly <laughs> funny, but very on brand. I think um, I've driven to the gym, gotten to the parking lot, had my pre-workout that I've already been drinking onto the gym. I've finished the pre-workout, got there and decided, you know what? Not today. Then I went up, pick, picked up food, went home. Oh yeah, and I, I will do that a lot. I same with the pre workout. Like they'd make me take the pre workout because they were thinking, okay, if Craig takes his pre workout, yeah, once you get it in you, you're committed. You're committed. But no, 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 no. I, I would, I would just give me the energy I needed to get home. <laughs> it just means I'm excited about doing something else, <laughs> like sleep. Um, <laughs> you're yeah, pumped. you're like, you're like aggro for sleep. <laughs> Let's get it. Oh, dude, before I had a kid. And before I had a girlfriend that lived with me and everything, I could sleep for 18 hours straight. That's too long. <laughs> there was actually one instance in my life where I slept for 24 hours straight. Not on drugs, nothing like that. I was just tired and I went to bed. I went to bed. It was like, say, 7 p.m., 6 p.m., something like that. It was a little early, but I had been up for a considerable amount of time. And I went to bed. And when I woke up, it was still 6 p.m. And I'm like, man, that was like a 20 minute nap. But I feel really refreshed. And so we'll, sit, we'll call that like a, I fell asleep on a Wednesday at 6 p.m. So now it's like Thursday at 6 p.m. And uh, this is I was a kid still uh, might have been in high school, but I was living with my grandparents at the time. And I walked downstairs. We had a two story house. And I walked downstairs and I'm talking to my grandma about something. And she's like, you slept good? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I got to do this and this uh, tomorrow. This. She said, no, you were supposed to do that today. And I was like, no, what do you mean? I got to do it tomorrow. I've already been asleep for like 20 minutes. She's like, no, Craig, you just slept 24 hours. She said, I had to go in your room multiple times just to check and make sure you were breathing. 
And once I'd see your breathing, I'd just leave you alone because I knew you were tired. And I was like, oh, I slept a long time. Yeah, this is like you were the Spider-Man after he got bit by the spider, like the Tobey yeah. Maguire Spider-Man where he sleeps for a couple of days and then he just like wakes up and he's all ripped. Yeah, exactly. Um, but so backtracking back to the gym. So, you know, I did that, but I just wasn't happy. And then I, at this point in time, I've met Ashley. Um, we've, I don't know if we found out we were going to have a kid yet at this point in time or not, but I met Ashley. So I was like, okay, got a woman. I'm, you know, I'm not really happy because I'm not losing weight. I got the woman and I just kind of gave up at that point. Just living my fat, happy life as I called it. <laughs> You're all fat and sassy or whatever uh, that old lady says <laughs> exactly you know what i'm talking about oh i know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> um but i you know I, I at this point i was happy you know i had found someone that you know loved me for who i was didn't care all this other stuff and i i was good well start going to the doctor for yearly checkups and stuff and i would go in and at this point I'm probably about 28 now, something like that. And doctor would walk in. She'd look at me. She'd look at my chart. She'd poke me in the gut. Say, hey, fatty, you need to lose some weight. I'm serious. She would poke me in the gut, call me fatty, and say, hey, we need to work on losing this, this gut right here. You're, you're gaining because- too much weight. Every time you talk about some like weird part of your life, it's like Louisiana people do it different. Like, oh, <laughs> we have no filter down here. We don't care. We tell you how it is. Gosh. She uh, takes your pen and just starts poking you. Oh, no, no. Crazy. She used her finger. She just took both her fingers and just poked me in the gut. I'm, <laughs> I'm lying on the table in the room because I'm waiting for her to come in. So I was taking a little nap. She takes forever to come in the room. So I was taking a little nap. And that's how I wake up to her. Her walking in with my chart in her hand, looking at me and poking me in the gut going, hey, fatty, you need That's to lose rude. some weight. <laughs> so I'm like, whatever. And she says, oh, Craig, we need to check your blood pressure again. The nurse took it and it was a little high. And I was, I'm thinking to myself, you know, like I said earlier, I had perfect blood pressure my entire life. No way. So she checks it. She's like, mm, it's a little high. Okay, whatever. Now I go in for a couple more things here and there and by this point i've stopped taking the cholesterol medicine she put me on because you know i'm not doing the health thing anymore and i feel like i've got it in check enough even though i really didn't um and i'm still going so each time i go she keeps reminding me hey we need to look into your blood pressure more and more because it's starting to get higher and higher every time you come i'm like okay whatever well i got tired of hearing it so i kind of stopped going to the doctor um, oh, it's a good decision. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I'm tired of you calling me fatty. I'm tired of you poking me in the gut. I'm tired of you telling me that my blood pressure is high and wanting to put me on medication and all this stuff. Now, mind you, at this point, I'm still 211, 212, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. I've lost the muscle mass and gained the weight back and the fat mass at this point. So I'm like, whatever. Well, fast forward to 2020. Um, we have to do dro- random drug screens at work every now and then just to make sure no one's using drugs. It's completely random. And one of the places we go to, she's a cardiologist, but she also, do- not cardiologist, um, chiropractor. Oh, <laughs> completely <Sorry>. different. <laughs> yeah, completely different. The cardiologist <laughs> will pop up in a second. Uh, she's a chiropractor. 
but she also does uh, some drug testing for us. She has a license to do it and everything. And my, with my duty belt and everything, I've been wanting to go to a chiropractor. So I'm like, perfect. You know, with, with your COVID. duty belt? Uh, so oh, we're, okay. Okay. Although you're, like your, the, your Batman utility belt that yeah. has all your equipment, you're thinking that maybe it does bad things to your spine and back. Oh, not think there's scientific okay, so, studies. Okay. I, I understand now. I yeah. didn't understand before. But it, it, just for people who don't know, that belt that I wear on my hips, pushing down on my hips for 12 hours a day, weighs between 30 and 40 pounds. Really? Yeah. Mine weighs 35 pounds, but your average is between 30 or 40 pounds. So 12 hours a day with that just pulling on your hips for the last 10 years. Yeah, it, my back huh. was giving me problems. I never really thought about that. So it's like your gun and your taser and all that sort of stuff. But how does that weight up to 30 pounds, 35 okay. pounds? So gun taser, um, I have two magazines of bullets on my mm -hmm. duty belt. I have two handcuffs. I have a baton. I have a radar. I have a spray. And just the weight of it all ends up being 35 pounds with all that stuff on it. And I know that because I've st stood on the scale before with my belt on, took it off, and there was a 35-pound difference in mm -hmm. my weight. Um, now, that's also not including my vest that I have to wear, which that could weigh about five pounds, just depending how old it is. Newer ones are thinner, and also it's going to be gross, but it doesn't have as much sweat and skin buildup in the vest. Mm -hmm. So bulletproof vests are usually good for five years. So we get a new one every five years. So I'm halfway through my vest life cycle right now. So she's starting to get a little heavy on me because just from all the sweat and everything now, because you, you can't wash the Kevlar panels, you can pull the carrier off and you can wash that. But that Kevlar panel, you can basically just kind of take some mild detergent and wet rag and kind of wipe it down the best you can. But it, it still is not the best smelling thing in the world. And it still has all that sweat residue and yeah dead skin and stuff so and you also got like your um walkie talkie and stuff yeah, like on right. your chest like on your lapel or wherever it is yeah so my, mine is right here under my chin but it's got a cable and the actual radio sits on my belt on my hip also right so there there's a plethora of stuff on there i actually i can't fit anymore on my belt there's a lot of guys at our department that they don't carry spray and they don't care or they don't carry a baton or they don't carry this or they only can carry one set of handcuffs because their waist is so small. We have just have, have to have so much stuff now because like, you we just can't, don't have the real estate. Yeah. Like a lot of people will carry um, tourniquets on there and um, I can't think of the name of it, but it's stuff you give people that overdose on heroin. Oh, like an EpiPen? No, it's, it, it's kind of. It's kind of like an EpiPen, but it's not an EpiPen. It's basically something you shoot up their nose, and I can't think of. Oh, so not the thing that they did in Pulp Fiction? No, 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 oh, okay. no. Okay. You could also have to get a red marker to draw your bullseye. <laughs> no, it's basically it's something that it's a it's a it's a drug basically that we all have to go to training, get certified to carry, and everything. And if we run into someone that's overdosed while we're working, sometimes the medical staff. I work in a very rural parish not county parish and medical staff could take a while to get there so we might beat them so we will carry this with us and for the love of me i can't think is it of like it smelling right. salts like they would give football players when they got knocked out in a concussion and all that back it, in the day think of basically think of flonase uh -huh. but it's 
this stuff. I can't, I can't. But heroin OD medication. Got yeah. Her- and we just shove it in their nose, give them a couple shots. And nine times out of 10, they will come popping right up <laughs> out of it. And they are mad as hell when they come out of it because we just ruined their high. Oh, well, it, you know, it's like going, uh, it's like driving to the gym. You have your pre-workout and then you're just really excited to go home and go to sleep. Yeah. So they, they get combative with us. And when we do that, I'm actually looking to see what this stuff's called. Cause it's going to bother me. Uh, all right. I'm, 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 I'm getting away from it. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So go to, I go for this um, drug test at the chiropractor. So I'm like, perfect. COVID's going on. It's hard to schedule an appointment at places because you got to call you just can't go and schedule an appointment because this place is by appointment only. The doors lock 24-7. They'll only open it for you when you get there at your assigned time, not a minute earlier, not a minute later. So while I'm there, I tell her, like, hey, you know, I've been having back problems. I want to get this done. So she says, cool. She sets me up an appointment while I'm there doing the drug screen. Real convenient. So my first appointment rolls around and standard that she they do i think it's standard across the board with all chiropractors is she checked my blood pressure now remind you my personal doctor has been bugging me about my blood pressure but i haven't seen about it at this point for a year or two because i got tired of hearing her call me fatty basically so she takes my blood pressure in my right arm and she takes it my left arm and then she's got a worried look on her face and i'm like what's wrong she takes it again. She still got the little worried look. I'm like, hey, you have to tell me what's going on. She says, I'm not sure. She says, your blood pressure in your right arm is a, almost 140 over like 90. I don't remember the bottom number, but I remember it was almost, it was like 138 over, we'll say 90. She said, but the blood pressure in your left arm is like 125 over almost 80. Oh, and I'm clueless. I'm not, I have no idea. So I'm like, okay. Is that good or bad? I know it's not great at this point. They should be the same. It's the same body. I know that much. <laughs> they should be the same. I'm like, so is this like good, bad? What's going on? She's like, I'm not sure. She says, you might want to go to a cardiologist about this. Um, could mean you have a blockage in your right arm. Oh, no. So, okay. I'm getting a little worried at this point, but, you know, it's whatever. So she um, she flips my hands over. And she does like little pin pricks on the hand just to make sure I have feeling in my fingers to see where my spine might be misaligned and if I got a nerve is pinched or something. And when she flips my hand over, she does it again, has that kind of worried look. So I'm like, what? And she's like, like purple or something. Well, what it is, is people in the podcast can't see it. You might not be able to see it when I show it to you either. But this is my left hand. This Uh is my right hand. My right hand has always been bigger than my left hand but like in a swollen fashion. Like it, if you put the two side by side, it looks like my right hand's just swollen. The entire hand, fingers, everything just looks like it's swollen. So she sees that and she's like, uh, that's another sign of blockage is that that side's bigger than that side. I'm like, well, apparently I've had a blockage since I was a kid because my hands have been like that since as long as I can remember. So we just kind of, she's like, okay, well, we'll just brush that one off. And she looked at my hands. One hand was pale and the other hand had color to it. Mm-hmm. 
So she's like, okay, that's another sign of a blockage. Look, we're not going to play around with this anymore. She said, I'm still going to do your adjustment and everything, but I'm going to talk to my, uh, my, my receptionist and she's going to make a, you a cardiologist appointment ASAP. So I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. I'm still not that worried at this point because I'm still thinking, man, I'm, I just turned 31. I'm like, you know, I, I'm good. I, you bulletproof, know, yeah. Not as bulletproof, but, you know, I'm not 40 or 50. And so I don't even need to go see a cardiologist, but she wants me to. So I'll just tickle her fancy and I'll go. So the day comes for the cardiologist appointment. I get there and like it just hits me. Poof. I'm like, oh, no. I am nervous as all get out. I walk in this building. Everyone in this waiting room, this doctor's office, is old enough to either be my grandparent or my great-grandparent. <laughs> I am the youngest one in there. The next one closest in my age that I could see just looking at would probably be old enough to be my parent, but that's because they were there with their parents. <laughs> They weren't there I mean, for themselves. Yeah, whenever you walk into the room and you have like a specialist office for something that has to do with your heart or anything in your your bloodstream, that's never a good sign. Yeah, so I not like okay. you're going to the foot doctor. I so I'm like, oh god, you know what have I got myself into? I, I don't know what's going on. So they call me in the back. They take my blood pressure. She tells me, uh, Mr. Webb, your blood pressure is 154 over 100. I about lost it right then and there when she told me that. This poor girl, what I didn't tell her. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't know what you're doing. Take that again. <laughs> My blood pressure has never been that high. Never. It is always perfect. It is 120 over 80. You don't know what you're doing. Take my blood pressure again. So she's like, all right, Miss Webb, just calm down. We'll take it again. In a little while before the doctor comes sees you, just yeah. stay in the room, calm down, fine. Yeah, because if you're nervous about an appointment, this what this is what happened to me when I went to the doctor, uh, probably six months ago or so. Is um, my blood pressure would be higher just because I was nervous about getting it done, and then I would sit there for a couple minutes, and they take it again. And they're like, okay, it's within the acceptable or whatever range. Yeah, they call that as I learned the white coat syndrome. But so about twenty minutes pass by, she comes back in, she takes it again, it has gone down. To 148 over like 99 or something like that. Significant improvement. Yeah, from 154 to 148. (laughs) So I'm like, what the hell is going on? So she leaves. Um, Cardiologist finally comes in and like he just doesn't even, he just cuts the chase. He gets straight to it. He's like, Mr. Webb, your blood pressure is horrible. And so now I'm pleading my case like, no, look, doc, it's fine. Don't worry about it. You know, I'm just nervous to be in here. I'm the youngest person in this office. I'm just really nervous. I'm a picture of health. You ain't got to worry about a thing with me. I'm good to go. <laughs> You're still holding a Whopper in your hand. Yeah. I, Cause I haven't started eating healthy at this point. I'm still eating just whatever I see. Um, and he's like, no, you're getting put on blood pressure medicine today. So he ended up um, scheduling me for a um, oh, an ultrasound on the whole entire right side of my body just to make sure I didn't have any blockage. Went to the ultrasound, came back, picture perfect, nothing wrong with me. Went and um, went back. He reviewed my blood pressure, and he's like, "Oh, your blood pressure is great. This medicine's working. You're back at 120 over 80." 
and I could feel the difference. When I started taking the medicine, I felt the difference. So I was like, okay, cool. What, what do you mean you could feel the difference? How did it feel? Um, I just didn't feel like as stressed. I wasn't as, my body temperature wasn't as hot. Like you, you would always be running hot before and now yeah. you were just kind of like, oh, okay, I'm a little calmer. I'm a little, I'm a little cooler. calmer. And my head felt a little more clear too. So I, I guess just the blood pressure messing with me. It's okay. Um, so I'm like, okay, I th I'm thinking we're done with this. Craig's just going to take blood pressure medicine for a little while till he can get it in check himself and he's not going to have to worry about it. So I'm like getting ready to leave the room. He's like, oh no, we have to do blood work. Excuse me. We're going to do blood work just to make sure there wasn't a clot that we didn't catch on the ultrasound and make sure you're, you know, everything's going right. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. I'm due for blood work anyway. Cause my personal doctor had sent me an order to do it. And like I said, I hadn't been going to her cause she called me fatty. So I'm like, you know what? I still have her order. I'll just bring that with me also. And y'all can fill her order at the same time. So go do the blood work. I go see my personal doctor first. I had to reschedule my cardiologist because it was supposed to be my cardiologist, then my doctor, but I had to reset schedule. So I go back to my doctor and she's actually a real peach to me this time, real nice. Didn't call me fatty, anything, you know? And she's like, Craig, uh, we got a problem, man. And I'm like, what? She's like, that cholesterol, look at it. It's through the roof. It is through the roof. You shouldn't be alive right now. I don't know how your heart is working and pumping blood through your body. It is so thick. So I'm like, oh, all right. So she tells, she sits me down and she says, this is what we need to do. You need to start eating healthier. And I'm like, doc, you've told me this time and time again. I don't know what I'm doing. She says, I'm going to break it real down for you. She said, red meats, cut them out. I said, okay. She, so she said, like your beef, live your pork, all veal, deer because deer is real popular to eat around here all that cut that out she says all all i want you to eat is chicken turkey and fish mm -hmm. that is it she said you still need your proteins but no more red meat so i said why the red meat she said because red meat is very high in fat content yeah. which is what saturated fat and all that yeah which is messing with the sauce like okay she said now you could treat yourself but you have to control it she said, once a month, probably once every two months, you can have one red meat meal if you would like. But uh, she said, my suggestion is cut it all, cut all red meat out. So at this point, I'm starting to realize, okay, I've got it. At this point, I've got it, my daughter. She's three now, or she's about to be three at this point. Um, and I'm thinking, all right. So when was this doctor visit that you had in relation to right now? This doctor visit was probably September 2020. 2020. Yeah. Okay. So this was like six months ago. Yeah. Okay. Probably September of 2020. So I'm like, okay. Cardiologist got pushed back into October. I remember that. So I'll go to the cardiologist. Before I go to the cardiologist, I tell my doctor that I'm going to the cardiologist and stuff. And she says, well, look, doctor, uh, that doctor, he, he's really good, but He's a little weird with his things he's going to tell you. He's going to tell you that you can't have any meats whatsoever and that you need to be on a bean and plant diet only. No proteins, just bean and plant diet. Hmm. So I'm like, okay, I can't do that. I, you know, growing up in South Louisiana, 
we have some type of meat protein every at least every night for supper, some type of rice and gravy. You name it, we'll kill it, cook it, and clean it. You know, we'll do it all. In I mean, that order, actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's pretty uh, dirty until you have already prepared it. Um, like, there's people around here that will actually, I don't know how to clean them, but raccoons. that you can Really? Clean, you can clean, cook, and eat raccoons. I haven't tried it yet. I hear it's really good. But the only reason I haven't tried it is because there's a very specific way to clean them. And if you don't do it that exact way, the meat is ruined and you can get pretty sick from it. Well, it, let's say you uh, find one going through your trash. You, you take it out, you mm-hmm. clean it, you cook it, you eat it. And you're just like, hmm, this tastes like the, the jambalaya we had two nights ago. Then you know what? <laughs> I had raccoon. You must have eaten the rest of it out of the garbage. <laughs> But see, it's like things like that. I don't mind eating things like that. But there's apparently there's all kind of glands on a raccoon under its skin and fur. And if you don't cut those glands out just right and you accidentally puncture them, it ruins the entire meat and mm. you can't eat it. But you can't eat raccoon. Just side yeah, side I'm note to anyone, anyone, listening just, that, anyone that might want to know that's listening, you can't eat a raccoon. Interesting. Um, Next cast, next time you come on, we'll just go over all the, the preparation it takes for all the various critters you can find around your house. Well, look. Uh, next episode, um, possum. <laughs> I'm going off trail a little bit, but last night, we, uh, uh, Riley's brother, Spencer, wanted to deep dive into Louisiana culture and started asking me all kinds of questions. So we spent a good bit of last night going over things that had happened around here. And everyone was just kind of amazed <laughs> of things that have happened and do happen around here. But well, you um, also probably see the worst of it being a, a police officer. Yeah, I do. Sheriff's deputy. It's, it's the same to me. That doesn't bother me. Um, I do, but still, just as an everyday person around here, some of the stuff that happens, you know, where everyone sees it. Going back to my doctor. So I tell her I'm going there. And so she warns me about him and his bean and plant diet. So I get there. They take my blood pressure, you know, do all that pre stuff before the doctor comes in. Everything's great. Doctor walks in to the room. Door hasn't even closed yet. And he busts out. Mr. Webb, we got a problem. <laughs> Beans and pants. Your blood is the consistency of a chocolate milkshake right now. And wow. I, it just kind of hit me. I'm like, huh? He's like, it is so thick from your cholesterol being so high that I'm surprised you aren't dead right now. So this, within you know the last month, this is like the third or fourth person that's told me I'm surprised you're not dead because of your cholesterol. <laughs> All medical professionals. This is yeah. not, a, not a great signs for it, a 31 year old. It's not great at all, especially for my age. So I'm realizing like, oh man, at this point I'm realizing like, oh boy, I'm 31. I've got my daughter at home. You know, I got 20 years left in this job before I can retire. And I want to be able to retire and enjoy my retirement, not retire and then die a year later at 52. Right. Because of my poor health habits. So he's explaining everything that I need to do. And I've just, I've checked out. He's explaining and I'm like, okay, Craig, you get home. We're going to have to do something about, about your lifestyle because it just ain't happening no more. So he, and I end up getting put on some uh, cholesterol medicine also. Um, 
And he told me the whole bean diet stuff. And I was like, look, doc, I, I, I can attempt it. I said, but I got to have some type of protein. My other doctor told me I could have fish, you know, chicken, turkey, white meat, basically is what's, what it's called. And um, he was like, all right, I don't agree with it. But, you know, if you're going to follow that, it's better than following nothing. So do it. So I said, OK. So I came home. Uh, talked to my girlfriend her name's Ashley and she's been trying to lose weight for some time too but I've been a real hindrance on that because I eat whatever I want so she sure. sees me eating and I, I'm not I hadn't wasn't helpful she'd see me eating she'd start eating when I was eating it vicious cycle so I get home and I'm like dear we got to do this I'm I'm on my deathbed basically at 31 uh you know doctor says I might not make it much longer if, if I don't get this in check mm-hmm. so I explained it to her so man we uh we basically finish off the we had some ground meat still we didn't want to get rid of it we didn't want to waste it so we finished that off but ne- the next well didn't want it to go to the waste uh, I, mean, I understand but I, I paid money for it okay uh salary as a cop is not great um okay. so next time we go grocery shopping it is lots and lots of fish turkey um chicken and all this, and we just start eating healthy. We start eating healthy. And then she starts ordering some meal preps online. I'm not going to name the company, but she started ordering some meal preps online. She got four meal preps for $60. I told her, wow, that's $15 a meal. That's a little expensive. It's like, man, you, we need to look into something else. She said, well, that's all I know. That's all I got. And I'm like, okay. So go back to work. I have all those young fit guys that I work mm-hmm. with. So, you know, now I finally, they've been ragging me too. You know, you're fat, you're unhealthy, you know, good, good, hearty ragging, but trying to get me to do the right thing. So I finally, I talked to one of them and uh, he's the kind of the healthiest and fittest of them all basically. And I'm like, look, dude, I need some advice. This is where my cholesterol's at. You know, I, I you know, I might die tomorrow. We don't know. And it's kind of an ongoing joke that, uh, get Craig his, you know, cholesterol or blood pressure medicine whenever I start getting aggravated with somebody or, <laughs> oh, this is the one that's going to cause Craig the aneurysm and he's going to die right oh, here on gosh. the scene. Oh, it's, blood- uh, oh, the, that old show where he's like, this is the big one. Oh, that's Sanford and Son. Sanford, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're like, they'll just like, when I start getting aggravated, like they'll walk up behind me and be like, hey, grandpa, you need to calm it down. You're going to have a heart attack. And stuff like that. While we're on scene with people, you know, body cameras rolling. So all this is on all documented footage. But so I go to him and I'm like, dude, I, I, I finally, I need some help. You know, Ashley's buying these meal preps at $15 a meal. I find that's high. He about lost it when I told him the price. He said, dude, there's this place in town. Um, they cook all their meal preps in house. It's a, it's a, it's a health place, kind of a, they sell supplements and all mm-hmm. that other stuff, somewhere you would go for health advice too. So was they, it like a, just kind of like a local GNC that had a kitchen? Yeah, it basically is what it is. I didn't know. So it's like an independent, like a small company, but yeah. they, they also have like a healthy kitchen. Okay. Yeah. So it's basically like a GNC. I didn't know if, how well known GNC was. It's a uh, national chain. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't know. We don't had, know. we had one around here to close up shop. Um, but we have a lot of small mom and pop healthy chains like the GNC. I don't want to call them chains businesses around here. Uh, but this particular one, 
um, right by where I work and right by where Ashley works too. And she, he told me, he said, dude, they have meal preps. They do them all in house. You know, they do ground Turkey. They do chicken. They do a couple of beef, but they're all really healthy. All the nutritional facts are on them. And they're only like six or seven bucks a meal, depending on what you get. That's awesome. So I'm like, Oh wow. That's a lot better than 15. And I'm like, normally when I go out and before I was getting fast food, I'm spending 10 to $15 a meal on fast food. So I'm like, one, I'll be saving money and two, I'll be eating more healthy. So I started getting those from that local place. I would buy them 10 at a time. Basically you buy 10, you buy nine and get the 10th one free. Basically is how it works out sure. for it. So we started doing that. Ashley, I, and for Christmas, I bought Ashley a elliptical. Start working out the house. That's what she wanted. So anyone's saying, oh, you bought your girlfriend workout equipment because you thought she was fat. No, I told her. No, I don't want to get you an elliptical. Let me get you something else. She said, no, the only thing I want is an elliptical. That way I can start working out at home because she's very conscious of her body. Sure. And she, she doesn't want to go out in public and work out because she's in the back of her mind. She thinks everyone's going to be making fun of her while she's working out. And with the kids, it's a lot easier to, you know, oh, hell, the kids are asleep right now. I can go bust a quick 30 minutes out on the elliptical instead of having to run to the gym or something to do it. So start eating, doing that. I worked out in the elliptical a couple times, but at this point I had that realization, okay, you're falling back into what happened last time when I went to the gym and I just started working out and, you know, I ended up not being happy and quitting. So I said, you have to do one thing at a time this time, Craig, one thing. And then we're going to build on that one thing each time. We're not throwing the whole kitchen sink at it this time. That's, yeah, I'm a big proponent of that. Baby steps. Because if you start, hey. I've done that so many times where I've said, okay, I'm changing my lifestyle starting tomorrow. I get one last hurrah, but then everything changes. Nothing ever changes when that happens. You make incremental small changes. And when I heard you talking to Jamie, I heard you say that. And I was like, hey, look at look at me and sleep all on the same page over here. <laughs> that That's what I figured it out. Figuring that, it out in our 30s. What go us? Yes. So that's what I was like. Okay, that had to be my problem last time was that I, I just threw too much at it and I was overwhelmed. So I said, Craig, we're not going to worry about scale. We're not going to worry about anything. We are worried about eating healthy for your cholesterol right, right now. And if we lose weight while we're doing it, that is a major plus. Yeah. So, man, I ate healthy for a good long while, even through the holidays. Thanksgiving and Christmas, showed up at the in-laws, and there's just tables full of food as far as you can see. Did I eat some? Yeah, but very, very little is what I ate. And yeah, you kept your, you, you regulated your portion size, yeah, which is also I, very important. So I didn't, I didn't eat that much. And cause I heard the holidays weren't too great to eat uh, for you though. Uh, well, you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah. And there's no shame in that. Cause normally I would have just pigged out, but I was just starting my journey basically at that point in time. So I didn't have that reason to want to say, okay, you've been doing good enough for a while. Give yourself a break. I was still in that mindset of, you might die tomorrow. We need to get this in check. So made it through the holidays. And finally, one day, I, I got to back up in this story because I just remember I forgot something. When I went to the cardiologist for the first time, they put me on the scale. 
234 pounds. Oh, wow. Most I've ever weighed in my life. Really? And I saw that number, and that was another realization, like, oh, man, we need to do something about it. But also thinking, eh, their scale's probably broken. I've never weighed this much <laughs> yeah, in my life. Those, those, un, <laughs> those untrustworthy doctor's office scales always hey, well, being broken, well, never you know, giving you accurate readings, the blood pressure machines that don't ever work properly. You see a theme here that yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just try to push it off. I mean, um, I, I guess you have precedent because when the doctor comes in and starts poking you and calling you names, you're just like, what kind of mom and pop <laughs> shop is this? What kind of Mickey Mouse organization is this? So I was legit like, you know, okay, maybe that's wrong, everything. So I waited till I went to my regular doctor. They took my weight again, 234 again, about that, 234, 30, 235, somewhere in there. So I'm like, okay, I guess it is right. Then went to the cardiologist again. Same number, 234, 235. So Check like, out okay. the scales in town, man. Yeah. Um, Should have went to the rice mill, had them weigh me. Their, their scale is very precise. <laughs> um, so, okay. So fast forward back to where I was at. So this point, you know, I knew I was 234 at my heaviest. Hadn't touched the scale since my last doctor's office visit when I was 234. And I'm like, okay. You know what? I think it's time. I go to the store. I buy a scale. Went to the store. You didn't even own a scale. No, didn't own a scale. Okay. Ash, Ashley hates scales. Okay. He doesn't want to see it. I have Got to keep it. this. I have to keep this one hidden in the house because she doesn't want to see it. She might throw it away. And I spent good money on it, so I won't be happy. Yep. Um. So got the scale, got it all set up, and I, I had that that moment of fear actually before I stepped on it. I was almost like. You know, you haven't needed to step. I think at this point it had been like four months maybe that I've been doing this. I was like, you know, you hadn't had to step on a scale in four months and you feel a lot better. You know, you've been getting better sleep and why worry about the number? So I almost didn't get on the scale. But I said, no, I need to know if what I'm doing is working to lose weight because I feel like it is. So I got on the scale and it came out. 20 pounds down. I was nice. 214 pounds. Congratulations. Thank you. So I I was ecstatic. I was through the roof. This is a, this is the part in the movie where the success music starts playing. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was it's, great. It's just you're you're in the bathroom all alone and you're like doing the air punches and you're so excited. You're doing your own little rocky dance up at the top of the stairs. Well, my daughter could actually hear me. I'm doing it. So she comes busting in like, dad, what's wrong? What's wrong? And she sees I'm all happy. And she's, so she's like, oh, yay, daddy, go, daddy. She has no <laughs> she idea what just, what, what's going on. Yeah, no idea what's going on. But she's cheering me on. You know, I'm proud of you. Good job, dad. No idea what, what I just did. So I'm like, yes. Now, I continue eating. And at this point, I'm kind of getting tired of the healthy meal. So there was a time or two I might have diverged off. But I haven't had fast food. I might have just ate something from a restaurant that wasn't as healthy as I had been eating, but I still hadn't had red meat. Um, in fact, I hadn't had a hamburger, steak, red meat, or anything until two days ago. Oh, wow. Well, like I, I went, like I think, almost six months without that. I finally, Thursday night, I was working, and I went to that good old gas station where that burger's <laughs> named after me. gas station food? That burger that's named you had after the belly me. buster. I had the belly buster. Okay. I was like, I was like, you know what? I kind of fell off a little bit, but like after I ate, I had it because I was like, dude, you haven't had one in so long. You've been doing so good. 
just to give yourself a little treat to have it. But after I had it, I felt horrible. You just said to go. <laughs> yeah. If, if I have something like that, this is kind of gross. If I have something like that, that I haven't had for a long time and I know it's bad for me, mm-hmm. my body instantly rejects it. And I am running to the bathroom. And surprisingly that usually happens to me. It did not help happen with the burger, but I, I just like all of a sudden, like it just hit me like that grease from the burger hit me, I guess. Uh-huh. And I, I just felt sluggish all over oh, again. Yeah, you, probably, you felt terrible. And I just felt terrible. And I was like, all right, I had the burger, but that was a damn good lesson. Don't do that again. So I'm back on track. You know, it's only been a couple of days, but I'm back on track. Um, I'm to the point now where I heard you talk about Jamie with it, like 90% in the kitchen, 10% in the gym. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of at a point where I need that 10% in the gym now because I'm eating healthy. I'm doing better, but my weight is kind of stalled out i'm staying right at about 214 right now lowest i've seen is 213 yeah so i'm kind of stuck there so what i'm gonna start doing next is ashley's got the elliptical in the house and that thing is a lot harder i don't know if you've ever been on an elliptical i've been on many ellipticals i was on an elliptical today that thing is so much harder than i thought it was like i i did it I put it together for her and I'm like, look, this stupid looking thing, you know, this is going to be easy. (laughs) Two minutes in, I could feel the burn in my legs. And I was like, Oh wow. This is a lot harder than I thought. Also something else that I'm um, doing right now is I, I wouldn't say I'm doing right now, but I'm reading about it is I got advice from my CPA on my health. Your accountant? Yeah, my accountant gave me advice right. on my health. The dude's like in his 60s, but he's in really good health. So he, long story short, he wasn't there the day I went to do my taxes. So I had to go back another day. And he was telling me he had, he had to have surgery on his nose done because he's broken his nose like four different times in his life. And finally, you know, he just can't sleep at night because of it. So he had to have nasal passage reconstruction whatever but he told me he had to have a cardiologist sign off of it and they wanted to send him to a certain cardiologist and it ended up being mine but he didn't know it was my cardiologist and he goes on just a rant about how the dude's a quack and he doesn't (laughs) uh he doesn't actually try to treat people's problems he just throws medicine at it and the more he's talking i'm kind of like you know, all he's done in my visits is just tell me, take this medicine, take this medicine, take this medicine. So then I finally tell him like, Hey, you know, that's actually my cardiologist. He's like, Oh, I said, but I see where you're coming from. Cause all he's ever done. So me and him actually talked for like an hour about health and he recommended a book for me to read called keto fast by mm-hmm. Joseph Mercola. He said, uh, it kind of follows his mindset with medicine, uh, my CPA's mindset with medicine. I know I'm getting medicine advice from the wrong person, but because um, he doesn't believe in just throwing medicine, uh, a pill at it or a prescription or whatever. Yeah, medicine should always be like the last thing that you do. You should be able to correct it with diet and exercise and stuff. Yeah. I mean, medicine is extremely important, but you should be able to hopefully uh, so work your way out of it. That's what I want to do. I want to get off the blood pressure medicine. I want to get off the cholesterol medicine. I know I need it right now till I can get myself in check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but the he, goal is always to get, get off, off of it. it. 
So he gave me this book to read. And the doctor in this book, the author, he goes into detail uh, about how you can get yourself off of the medicine, how you can lose the weight and everything. And it's actually um, a lot of guys that I work with were doing that intermittent fasting where they wouldn't eat for 18 hours out of the day. And they only had that small window where they would eat. It's kind of like that, but he, they also throw in a 24 hour fast in there too. Mm -hmm. So like he told me like he would eat lunch on Tuesday and then wouldn't eat again till lunch on Wednesday. But every other day, all the other days he would just eat between lunch and supper time. And that was it. So I want, I want to give that a try, see how that works out for me. Cause like I said, I'm kind of a, a stalemate right now. My weight, I lost those 20 pounds. I'm glad I lost those 20 pounds. I feel a lot better about it, but now I'm just kind of stuck. Like, okay, I know I need to lose more. Cause you know, I don't have love handles. I, I could touch my hip bones where I'm at. All my weight is in my gut. It, my girlfriend, uh, right before I started losing this weight, she told me I look like I'm nine, eight or nine months pregnant. <laughs> this is how how big my belly is. <laughs> your girlfriend and your doctor, such loving relationships. You uh, have. Yeah, yeah. Everybody just loves me so much. Uh, but so I want I want to get rid of my belly. That's what my main focus is now. Is continue eating healthy, live a healthy lifestyle, and do the belly. And I have so much more um, to do because, like you know. I use tobacco products and I know it's disgusting. I know it's nasty. I know you hate whenever I do it and you have to see it. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't care. It's your body. <laughs> you yeah, well, I know, but still, I personally don't use it, but it's disgusting for you to see. And then I know you don't like it. Um, so in the end, I want to stop doing that also, but it's, that was when I looking at, taking things step-by-step step, baby steps as well as looking at too. Cause one of the, I've stopped, using tobacco products before but one of the major side effects air quotes of doing that is weight gain yeah because you don't have something to do in your mouth and all that so you eat so i want to get the weight and other healthy stuff in check first and that's my end goal is to cut that out once i'm in better shape so that way if my weight does spike up i'm not gonna go back to 234 pounds and if I if I would do that, I'd get so discouraged that I'd probably give up completely. Yeah, you'll get yourself in a good spot, and then and then take the next step. So it's just the next baby step. So yeah, I mean, it's the same thing that they teach you in like rehab facilities and stuff. So they say like if you want to give up booze or drugs or whatever it is, and you go to rehab, and they say if you smoke, continue smoking through this thirty days or whatever, because it's way too much to give up so many things at once. Like you'll and, have to continue. Like you'll make those baby steps but continue on the path that you're on, but you make the incremental changes as opposed to giving it all up and then failing and then getting discouraged and then going back to what you didn't want to do in the first place. Exactly. So that's why I'm that, you know, I know it's not healthy, but my end goal is just to get rid of that. And I know I'm going to probably put on a few pounds when I do it, but I want to get down. My ideal goal is 200. That's what I want to get. I wouldn't mind getting lower than 200, like say 190, 180, somewhere in there, but building back on top of muscle and getting back up to 200. I wouldn't mind that. But my end goal for right now, if I hit 200, I'll be happy, happy, happy. <laughs> well, it seems like you're on a really good path right now. So that's awesome. So yeah, yeah I mean, congratulations again. That's super cool. 
Yeah, that's why whenever you started this, I was like, wow, this is perfect timing. You know, he's doing a health and wellness. I'm trying to get my health and wellness in check. So when I messaged you, and I was like, he's not going to know what's going on. He's going to wonder why the hell I'm messaging him wanting to be on it. And your reply was, you know, this isn't South of Classy, right? <laughs> I was like, okay, that was, ex that was exactly what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we've talked about Chunky on the South of Classy before, but it's more like his cop stories where he's chasing cows away and all that. Oh, the lovely cows. If, if, We've we fought with the cow the other week, and uh, one of my guys <laughs> oh, actually the cow story. <laughs> so it's not a great cow story, but um, I, so, I will take a mediocre cow story. So this cow had been getting out for almost a month. Farmer was just refusing to uh, fix the fence. Whatever, it keeps getting out. Well, I show up one day, and we have this farmer on speed dial now. I try to put it up, but I realize it's the bull. It's got horns and I've never put the bull up for the farmer before. Cause a lot of times we'll just put them up for the farmers and leave it alone. So I realized, man, that's the bull. I've never put him up before. I don't know if he's aggressive or not. So I call the farmer. I'm like, Hey man, your bull's out again. Your bull's out. Come put it up. And I just left it at that. Well, one of my other guys shows up with me at this point, I'm a little more confident. Okay. I can get the bull in, but now there's two of us. You know, if this bull runs me over, at least I have someone to call for medical assistance. So we start chasing the bull in the pen. Right about this time, the farmer shows up. He helps us. We get it in. And the farmer's like, you know what? I'm tired of this bull getting out. I need to get rid of it. And the, my coworker, he is good as gold. I love him to death. He's book smart. But he is not common sense smart at all. He's basically the chunky of my shift. Like, you know, I'm the supervisor, you know, I, I'm the one that knows everything, does everything. But as far as our gaming group goes, he's <laughs> the chunky of our group. He, his common sense is just not there. He's the he's, potato. Yeah, he's the potato. Um, he just looks at the guy and is like, oh, you want to get rid of it? Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> and I just stopped. And I'm like, this conversation wouldn't happen with anyone else. And so it goes, the farmer's like, really? You want it? Yeah, how much do you want for him? He says, nothing. If you're taking my headache away from me, you can have the damn thing. He said, be here Saturday, because this was like a Wednesday or Thursday. Be here Saturday with a trailer, and I'll load the cow up for the bull up for you. You could have it. Wow. The guy I work with is now the proud owner of a bull. <laughs> While we're working, trying to put this cow up, doing everything, he acquired a bull. And it's one of those things where, like, it's kind of unbelievable, but who it happened with, it's kind of like, yeah, I would see that happening. So. Well, the, I think the rub of it is uh, he only has like a 600 square foot apartment on the third floor. <laughs> no, he's country to a T. I bet. Oh, he's country to <laughs> I, I can imagine most of the people in your stories aren't going to meet that description. Oh, yes. This one, he's the definition of country. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. That um, so, what's your plan of starting to get on the elliptical? When's that going to start? Have do you have a plan? I don't have an exact plan on it now. Um, Ashley's been feeling under the weather lately. Um, she got an infection and everything, so 
I've been having to deal with the kids and everything while she's just kind of resting, just trying to get over that. I'm probably, let's see, I go back to days um, on the Monday and it's easier for me to do it when I'm on days. No one's home. I might actually start doing that. What would be this Monday coming up? I don't know when this one's going to air. So I don't know when, but this Monday for me coming up, uh, I might start and I'm probably going to start real small, like 15 minutes at most. Oh, yeah. elliptical yeah, yeah, that's, doing it. That's, that's A plus. Because like I said, uh, doing those two or three minutes when I was just goofing around after I put it together really hurt the whole muscles. And it's been a while since I've done some physical activity um, besides chasing after bad guy, which you know I don't really have to do that too much anymore because I have a lot of young, fit people that I supervise and I just kind of point and go, you go get him, guy. And go get him. I'll head him off around the corner and then you just him. drive your car. Exactly. So, you know, but I do, I do know I need to, need to get in shape better, especially for work too. And just, you know, that. So right now, just, I'm going to sprinkle in working out. That's my next step on basically my baby step program, as yep. you would call it. Love it. Um, is put add in some cardio. Basically all it is is the cardio. <laughs> I'm leaving the weights alone. I'm not okay. touching weights or anything like that right now. I might touch uh, like a medicine ball to do some core exercises or something. When I say I'm leaving the weights alone, I'm not going for my max bench press. I'm not going for my max squat. I'm not right. doing. I'm not trying to max nothing out. I would might take some light weights and do some workouts with that, but I'm not trying to build muscle right now. I know it's going to happen. Working out, you're going to build muscle, but that's not my goal right now. My goal is to drop that weight. So that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna start out cardio, and then after I get into the cardio and lose a little bit more weight, I'm probably going to incorporate. Um, some lightweight workouts into it to try to uh, tone up my arms, tone up my, uh, my gut. Really. That's what I'm really after is my gut. Yeah, you got to get those gut exercises. <laughs> yeah. So I've been, I, I even went and got a yoga mat. I got a, uh, med- I got a couple medicine weight balls in, in the house that I, I plan to use. So I, I've got the stuff. I just need to get to that step in my baby in Steve's baby step program. Yeah. Good to get it. Program. Love it. Copyright. Copyright 2021. So, but yeah, I really like the baby step idea. As soon as you said it, I'm like, yeah, that's basically what I'm doing. Yep. Baby steps. So that's what I'm going to be kind of just stuck with now is your baby steps. Yep. Just so you know, I took my first baby step uh, today for when I said, I, as of this recording right now, uh, yesterday, I said, you know, I'm going to go to the gym. Here's my commitment. I'm going to go to the gym on Saturday. I'm going to go to the gym on Sunday. And, uh, and you- I went to the gym this morning. And it was very exciting for me. And I was in, and it was, it went fine and I liked it. So going to get that done today, get it done tomorrow. See how I feel. That's the baby step. Not committing to, I am now going seven days a week for an hour and a half each time. That's not what I'm doing. Nope. I I made that mistake. Like I said, I made that mistake before, Um, you know, just because at first when Ashley started using elliptical, you know, I'm kind of like her, her coach. I'm, I'm you know, get her to go in and stuff. And like, I, I was kind of hard on her at first. I was like, no, every day you need to be on that elliptical. You need to do it. And then that's when I started thinking about it. And I was like, no, that's what burns you out, Craig. Don't do that to her. Don't do what burns you out to her. Make sure she does it, but don't grill her and say, oh, it has to be every day. If she wants to go every other day, she wants to go two or three days a week, whatever, let her, as long as she's yeah. making an effort to do it. I think the important part is to actually have an established plan and to, and to follow through. And if yeah. you think the established plan is what is reasonable for me, I think reasonably 
I can get on that elliptical elliptical for 15 minutes a day, four days a week. That means I get I, every, just every other day, I'll get on the elliptical for 15 minutes and I'll listen to good morning America or whatever it is, or, uh, the, the before picture you can do it yeah. there. Every time the before picture airs, you'll listen to it while, while doing the elliptical. That's a great plan because on Wednesdays, you're going to have to go for a really fucking long time. Okay. So that's what I wanted to ask you. What, what, what's your releasing schedule? Are you doing like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday release or something like that? <laughs> yeah. As of now, it's a uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'll do the updates on Monday, Friday, and then uh, interviews will be released on Wednesdays. Okay. That's what I figured the format was kind of going because uh, Alex had told me his interview would be Wednesday, yeah. aired Wednesday. So that's what I was kind of figuring. Okay interviews Wednesday and just, you know, short catch-ups or whatever, Monday and Friday. Uh, So that's for this cast. It's, I will release short between eight and 12 or 15 minute episodes on Mondays and Fridays. I think they will technically release at like 3 a.m. Just because sometimes it takes a while for the aggregators to to pick it up and and be released. And then on uh, Wednesdays, those those will be the interviews that I conduct with people like yourself and Alex and Jamie and uh, the people that I have coming up. I, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, coming here today, speaking with you. Um, I, I was honestly really nervous because as I told you, I've never sat down and done any type of formal interview or anything. Literally for my job, I went in for my quote unquote interview and I, I started in the jail. So I didn't start on patrol as a cop. I had to start in the jail and I talked talk to the warden and um, I walked into his office for my quote unquote interview. He looks at me, he says, you want a job? Yes, sir. I would like a job. All right. You start tomorrow. You're hired. That was my interview. <laughs> Love it. No, you, I mean, you did fantastic. I really appreciate it. And it was great uh, hearing about your individual, uh, you know, just journey so far, because uh, I am glad that you are taking care of your milkshake blood. And now it's probably more the consistency of maybe a really watered down slushy, which yeah. is an improvement. So hey, we'll, hey, we'll continue. Hey. We'll get it. We'll get it right here in the next next little while. Anything's better than what it was, and as long as it didn't get it worse, you know that that's all I'm looking at. Just trying to add a couple more years in my life for at least for my daughter. So yeah, man. Like if you would get cut, it would come out like lava, <laughs> like the slow moving. Like uh oh, that's not what blood should do. Hey, on the positive note of that, at least when I'd get cut, you know, I wouldn't didn't have to worry about bleeding out. <laughs> Yeah, it came out half coagulated already. <laughs> Not a good sign, but I guess. It clots real fast. Don't have to worry about bleeding out. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it, man. And That's um, no problem. You, know, you now know, because we've talked about all this, and it, when it airs, everybody else will hear it, that every time that you're on video cam for D&D night or game night and you're eating Pringles, we're all just going to yell at you. No, all you ever see me eat now is almonds, either almonds or... Um, other little healthy nut snacks here and there. Oh, Sashies. the Cheerios is what I. The Cheerios <laughs> was the other the night. Cheerios sometimes, I, sure. I grabbed the Cheerios the other night. You know, just something while I'm sitting there to eat a little snack or something. Last night I had some uh, habanero barbecue flavored almonds. They were oh, very wow. good. Oh, cool. <laughs> I have to look that into that. We have one guy who eats like all these different weird beef jerkies. We're all very jealous. Yeah, it's kind of a rite of passage, I guess you would say. If you bring food on cam. Everyone's going to ask you what you got. Yeah. What you, eat. you have to compare it, talk about how it is. If there are other varieties, <laughs> we're a very food centric group. Everybody I hang out with is very focused on food. Maybe that's just a me issue. 
no, I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. Most of my friends are very food uh, centered and everything else. Yeah. Well, being from Louisiana, it's a very, very food centered culture as well. And me growing up in kind of the, the South and Virginia, uh, same, same thing. Like if there's a, if there's a gathering of any sort of people, there is a meal involved. Otherwise, why are you meeting? You don't just go to the movie and go home. You go to the movie oh, and then no. you go to dinner. Oh yeah. Or you go to dinner, then the movie depends yeah, on how what? you play it. But if you go over to someone's house, you don't go over. Just yeah, you don't just go to hang visit. out. You go over for a purpose of eating, and then the hanging out just happens. Yeah, it's the eating you're going for. The hanging out is just the added benefit. Yeah. That's the that's the dessert, as opposed to the actual dessert, which there also is. Because you know, a lot of people down here won't ask who's always going to be there. Some will, but most people are going to be what y'all cooking. Yeah, seriously. And they, you you say the wrong answer, they're gonna call someone else and say, "What y'all cooking tonight?" And then, <laughs> "Hey man, do you want to hang out? Why? Uh, we're gonna go eat. Oh, why didn't you say that? Yeah, they you don't say hang out. Just say go eat, and we'll yeah. all show up on the back porch with the burner and the black pot. Seriously. <laughs> all right. Well, again, really appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming on. Uh, you don't have any social medias or anything you want to plug, right? Nope. No any, social any, media. Any shout outs you want to give to anybody? No, not really. You know, I kind of just keep all of this to myself. This is the first time I really speak about it. So I, I haven't been public about anything. Uh, I don't want to be, but with your podcast, I'm more willing and open. So that's why I wanted to do it. Cause like I said, that whole, you know, I don't know who's going to listen to it. I can't see who's listening to it. So I'm perfect with it. So well, dang, I, I only have limited information. I think I do have one subscriber in Ireland so far and maybe one in India and one in Brazil. So, hey, hey maybe if you learn some Portuguese, uh, you can better communicate with that person or it's probably some bot, but whatever. Yeah, probably. Hey, numbers are numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, uh, please follow me on Instagram at st.mahone. You can uh, talk about the show with hashtag TBPPOD. Please like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, whatever it is. If you write uh, me a shout out in the little comments, I will thank you personally on the Friday cast. So thanks very much for tuning in, Craig, Chunky, really appreciate it. Uh, no I'll problem. definitely be updating everybody as you continue on down the line and um, get your blood all, you know, blood-like, make it more regular. Thanks. Right. Thanks everybody, <laughs> appreciate it, thanks. <laughs>